Well, good morning, Celebration Church. It's good to see all of you and those of you who are joining us online and those of you at our other campuses. It's an honor to be able to stand before all of you on this day. Yes, my name is Ross Skorzewski. I'm a campus pastor in Appleton, Wisconsin. And yes, Mark's beloved son-in-law and his only son-in-law. So it truly is an honor. Here we find ourselves this Sunday morning, and tomorrow is a day that we are all looking forward to. I know that for me, for years, up until preparing this message, have really anticipated Memorial Day, because to be honest with you, living in the Midwest, we see Memorial Day as kind of an indicator of good things to come, good things like summer, which I'm hoping is right around the corner, because I think spring has yet to even show up. And I think we're the only people in the Midwest that, in all honesty, when you have 50 degrees, that we get upset and angry. Because if we have 50 degrees in the middle of January and February, what do we do? We celebrate it. Ladies put on the bikinis, guys you put on the shorts and you go out and mow the snow. <laughs> but here we find ourselves now, at the end of May, with these chilly temperatures and we are red sore and irritated about it right? Tomorrow is a day that we go into knowing that it's an extension of our weekend. It's a three-day weekend, and we are looking forward to many wonderful things taking place tomorrow, things like cookouts. How many of you, well, I won't ask how many of you aren't here or present because you're out buying your groceries for your cookout tomorrow. Hopefully, you're at home watching online, sinners. But we're celebrating a day tomorrow that for us, a lot of us, is just another day off. It's kind of an extension of the weekend where we get together with family and friends, and we do, we cook out. Memorial Day sometimes just symbolizes, yes, the beginning of summer, school will end, and we can go into a time where we celebrate outdoor cooking, barbecues, and all that, because we've been in absolute, just utter hell in this nine-month winter of ours. But I tell you this, in preparing for this message today, I have found myself wrestling with my thoughts because I know Memorial Day is so much more than a cookout. I know that Memorial Day is so much more than just an extension of a weekend. And I've wrestled with my thoughts to the point of feeling like I was having contractions. Birthing pains, if you will, screaming for an epidural. I can't take it anymore. Give me the epidural, give me the epidural, give me the epidural. Sorry, ladies, I'm not trying to say that putting a message is the equivalent of having a child. It sure felt like it. But this morning, here we are, and it is an honor, like I said, to stand with you on this day. I do have thoughts in regards to what we are about to celebrate tomorrow as we stand on the doorstep of remembering those who have given of their time, who have given of their lives and their final breath in the defense of our freedom to protect it and also to give it to us. I'd like to share with you this morning just a couple of thoughts that I, in my research, to get back to the heart of what Memorial Day is all about. I'd like to share some facts with you just real quick. Memorial Day was originally known as Decoration Day because it was a time set aside to honor those that lost in the nation's civil war by decorating their graves. It was first widely observed on May 30th in 1868 to commemorate the sacrifices of Civil War soldiers by proclamation of General John A. Logan of the Grand Army of the Republic. 
He stated this, that on May 1868, the 30th, is designated for the purpose of strewing with flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in the defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land. And this observance, no form of ceremony is prescribed, but posts and comrades will in their own way arrange such fitting services and testimonials of respect as circumstances may permit. By the late 1800s, many communities across the country had begun to celebrate this day known as Memorial Day. And after World War I, observances began to honor those who had died in all of America's wars. So in 1971, Congress declared Memorial Day a national holiday to be celebrated the last Monday in May. Today, those of you that do adhere to this day and also know that there is a service that is held every Memorial Day at Arlington National Cemetery, where within its ceremonies, they place small American flags that are placed at each gravesite. It is also customary for the president to place a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. And this is a celebration that has about 5,000 people in attendance every year. This is Memorial Day. This is what we are going into. And as I really began to wrestle with a lot of these thoughts in regards to what I would share with you on this day, I began to travel to a wonderful social networking site called Facebook. Many of you know it, and many of you are junkies just like me. And as I began to look at Facebook, I began to see in the past couple of days that images trying to draw our attention to Memorial Day began to permeate my newsfeed. And some of them actually stuck with me and seared in the forefront of my mind. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad that they did. They were a tad bit disturbing because to be honest with you, looking at some of these images is a little unsettling. But I'm okay with that because I think in order for me as an American, me as someone who's been born into this country with the ability to enjoy the rights and the freedoms that were fought for, not at my expense, but someone else's, that I should feel the weight of this pain to some degree. And as I was looking at these two pictures, one of the images that had text on the bottom, I'll describe the image to you first, there was uh, a military headstone and with the flags all decorated around the gravesite with a young woman who was laying prostrate on her stomach and with her hands holding her head, her sandals kicked off to the side. And as she lays there, it seems that she's weeping for the loss of her husband. And underneath the bottom, listen to this. This is what it says. This is the only caption in case you thought it was National Barbecue Day. I looked at that image and I stared at it, and I desperately wanted to move on to the next post underneath to see what someone else was saying. But I allowed myself for the moment just to sit there and to embrace this, to let it sear into my mind the price that so many have paid for us to be able to do exactly what we're doing here this morning, to operate under the freedom of religion and the freedom of assembly. I looked at another image, and the image was of the crosses that I believe were at Arlington National Cemetery, all decorated with flags and flowers strewn around them. And underneath that image was this quote, don't forget why you're able to enjoy that cookout. And I thought to myself, wow, 
Have I missed it for years? Memorial Day comes and Memorial Day goes. We love the extended day. We love the day of rest. We love the cookouts. And I thought to myself, you know, in preparing this, I've done nothing to deserve these rights that are mine. I've done nothing. I just exercise them. I exercise the rights. Every day I wake up in the morning, I go and I prepare myself, I make a cup of coffee, or I drive somewhere and get my coffee because sometimes they make it better than I do. Right? You can find yourselves possibly going through Starbucks, some other coffee, cop, you know, Copper Rock Cafe in Appleton, y'all, is a great place. The Java on the west side, there's wonderful establishments where we can go, we can drive up to. I go to work, and I work for my family. I work to provide for my family, to provide a home, food. But I never once really think about the freedom of this great exercise meant to be able to freely drive around in a car, to freely go spend the money that I've earned to buy coffee and to provide my family. And I never have really truly allowed myself to go, wow, this is amazing. I was on my way over to the west side just a little bit ago to preach for their 9.30 service this morning. And as I went off the highway onto Limeville Road, I had my windows down and I thought to myself, wow, what are these sounds that I'm hearing in the distance? And I looked off to my left and I remembered that there is a place that you can go and do, uh, I think they call it uh, trap and skeet. And it's a gun firing range. And I could hear their guns firing. I'm thinking, how awesome is this that we in this country, we can wake up on a Sunday morning, not go to church and go shoot our guns when they should be at church, leaving their guns at home. I'm just kidding. But yet at the same time, to know that we have this freedom, that we can go and enjoy these luxuries of life. But what was the price that was paid to grant us such freedoms? And yet, I know that I did nothing, but I freely, every day, wake up and embrace them and enjoy them. And as I continued to drive a little bit more, I began to look up into the sky and there was a bald eagle soaring over the street as I was heading to the high school to preach to them. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And it began just to drive in a deeper patriotism, a symbolism of our country and what we stand for and what others have stood for, fought for, and paid the ultimate price for. So today, the thoughts that I share with you are thoughts that stir inside of me and they're real and I wrestle with them because I don't want to be that individual that in a matter of hours will be enjoying the extension of a weekend and enjoying my day and enjoying my freedoms without being a citizen who is willing to come alongside someone who has paid the price, who has had a loved one, who has known of someone who has given their life in the defense of the freedoms that we have. I have a very close friend who has, over the last few months, become a close, close, close brother to me, who is a former Navy SEAL, he was special ops, and served in multiple operations. And I, for a moment in time, before I called him, kind of swallowed a little bit and wondered if I would even have the right to call him and ask him what his thoughts were in regards to Memorial Day. So I, knowing that we're close and that he considered me as a brother and I to him, called him and I said, hey man, I'm, I'm putting my message together, but someone who has served this country and as close as we are, can I ask, what are your thoughts in regards to Memorial Day? What do you think about when Memorial Day approaches? 
and his first response to me, and I'm trying to do my best with remembering it exactly, but I might paraphrase just a little bit here. He said, I try not to think. And that took me by surprise for a moment. I try not to think. And then he continued, because what we did, obviously I know it wasn't easy, but he also knows that we try not to think because we didn't all come back home. That some of my brothers gave of the ultimate sacrifice during our times of service. And that messed with me. Here we are about to go into a day and I'm asking an individual who has given up his time away from his family, away from friends, away from things that we enjoy and embrace daily and he goes and he serves his country alongside with brothers or individuals that soon become brothers to him and he comes home but not everyone does. So when I ask him, what are your thoughts on Memorial Day? His response immediately is, we try not to because it hurts. But we do, we go through our day, we celebrate, we have some good food, we get together with friends and family. And I asked him, so what, I mean, what do you expect from us? What do you expect from us as the civilians, as the people that you have fought for to defend us? What do you, what do you expect from us? What can we do? And what I got was never forget. Just never forget. And I wrestled with that statement because I know he can't. He can't forget. And he won't forget. And I know that there is a strong sense of pride. There's a strong sense of honor within this individual. And for those of you that have served this country, so it is my duty now to never forget, to remember, to honor, and to show respect where respect is due. So what I would like to do at this moment, if I could please, just from this individual in Celebration Church and us as brothers and sisters in Christ to be able to give an opportunity for those who are here today who have served, who are serving, or maybe you have a family member that is currently serving or who has paid the ultimate price for our country. I would love for you to please stand now so that we can honor you. It humbles me to wrestle with these thoughts. And I'm okay with it. I like to hurt a little bit because it gives me a greater sense of passion and pride for what you have all fought for. It gives me an ability to really do life on a day-to-day -day basis and appreciate what it is that we have. My response to the freedoms that we have now become deeply rooted in pride, become deeply rooted in a sense of honor and respect, but also knowing that I don't want to be that individual that takes for granted these freedoms that I so freely exercise every day. Because I know that some have paid the ultimate price with their life, but there are also those who have served our country, who have paid a price with their physical bodies, but who have also paid a high price emotionally. Some of their battles that they were a part of will be forever with them and they will struggle and they will wrestle with these thoughts for the rest of their lives. Some individuals will forever wrestle with the ability that they once had and no longer have and now have a handicap at the price of standing up for what we love 
and embrace. I don't want to be that individual that takes for granted what you have so desperately and passionately fought for. And as I begin to think about my message all the more, I've been struggling with his ideas of there's parallels that I began to wrestle with because as I said, I didn't do anything to deserve this. I didn't do anything to earn this freedom that we have. It was just given. I began to think about this freedom that I have in Christ, that this relationship that was given to me as a result of believing that his son was truly given for me, that if I would believe in him and confess with my mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that I would be saved, that I would be granted freedoms that no country could ever give me, that no civil law could ever protect, that I would be given a sense of freedom that would grant me these things, freedom from sin, freedom from sin's eternal consequence, freedom from hopelessness and despair, and ultimately, freedom from death. And I thought to myself, wow, I know I have to go through physical death at some point in time in my life, but the freedom from death, that if we believe that Jesus really is who he said he is, that as we experience physical death on this earth, it's to gain life with him in eternity. And I began to think to myself all the more as I'm wrestling, because let me tell you people, this, this one has messed with me. It's messed with me because I don't want to take for granted the grace that was poured out for us, for me, on the cross. Romans 6.23 says this, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. May I for a moment just bring our attention to that word gift. I think of the freedoms that we have, every single one of us here, we say, yes, it's given, it's all right, but it was fought for and it was given to us. I say that as we sit here this morning and as we stand together in a time of worship, whether at home or at your campus or here, we go through a great, great song service where we draw our attention to the Christ event and we celebrate what God did on the cross for us. We sing songs like Moving Forward that have words like, what a moment you've brought me to. Such a freedom I have found in you. You're the healer who makes all things new. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we also have songs like, I am free to run. Then everybody sings, I am free to run. I am free to dance, right? I am free to live for you. I am free. Yes, in Christ we are free, but there was a heavy price that was paid for us to embrace and to live in that freedom. You know, even as I have many times in the past, I've gone up to soldiers and I've said, thank you. I've seen them, whether in their military blues or their scrubs or whatever they call them, I'm not really 100% sure what they're all called amongst the branches, whether it's their formal uh, dress blues or if it's their combat wear or everyday wear. I just, I go up to them, I say, thank you. Thank you so much for your service. And they'll look at me and they'll say, you're welcome, sir, just doing my duty. And I think to myself, wow, just doing my duty regardless, no matter what the cost may be. 
And then I come and then I sing these songs at church and we lead each other and I think to myself, wow, this freedom that we have in Christ and the high price that was paid. What was it? What was he thinking when he stood on the cross? He was thinking about you. He was thinking about me. He was thinking about our separation from Christ. And he knew that if he did not do this, we would be forever, ever distant from eternity with him. Galatians 5 verse 1 says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Never to let yourselves be once again burdened by a yoke of slavery. But be a people, be a son, be a daughter that will never forget the price that was paid for you. But to be a son, to be a daughter that will truly be a reflector of devotion and gratitude that looks like living as Christ modeled for us as he walked upon this earth and showed us how to live. The term never forget, I often wonder too, as putting this together, if, if I were to have the opportunity to stand face to face with Jesus, if I were to ask him the same question, what can we do in response? What can we say? What can, what can I do? All that I know that I feel like I can do at times is just simply say thank you, and I wonder if Jesus would also say to me, you're welcome, but never forget. Never forget. Never forget. There's something about us being able to come together and to recall what God has done in our lives. That's why we come together tomorrow and we take moments to reflect on those who have paid the ultimate price because we, we came from somewhere. This just didn't happen. This didn't just come about. Price was paid for our freedom. There's a price that was paid for our freedom in Christ. And I think the moments that we begin to forget of this is the moment that we begin to veer off the path. And instead of being reflectors of gratitude, and instead of being reflectors of respect, honor, and integrity, we become a little selfish. And we become a little focused in on what makes us happy and what makes us tick. There's a scripture that I'd like to share with you. Psalm 103 says this, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies the desires of your heart with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? I love all this. This is a good portion of scripture. I like having my sins forgiven. Can I get an amen? amen? Wonderful, you don't have to sing it. I love having my diseases healed. I love knowing that I can run to my God and I can present my prayers, my petitions, my requests, and that he will hear them and answer them. I love that he's in the wonderful business of redeeming this broken vessel. And I love to have the desires of my heart satisfied with good things. I do.
but, there's a but. I need to never forget what allows these things to be mine in the first place. That as I stand before you and I wrestle with my own depravity, my own brokenness, my own selfishness, that I realize that if anything, this freedom that I have in Christ, I didn't do anything to earn it. We all recognize that and know that. If anything, I put him on the cross. It was my sin that put Jesus on the cross. And when he was on the cross, he took the weight of our sin, the weight of all of our wrongdoings upon his shoulders to become the sacrifice for us. So that if we said yes to him, that we would be able to live in eternity with him. To never forget, in a matter of moments in this service, and as we do every, every, every week here, we go into a time of communion, and you have scriptures that are laid out for you. We go into a time of reflection. We go into a time of inward thinking, and we're supposed to really examine our lives, where we are at, where we've come, a position of maybe gratitude, and where we say thankful, where we repent, where we need to repent, and we ask for forgiveness, where forgiveness should be asked. And then we go into taking the elements, and it talks about the breaking of the body, which was given for you. Do this in what of me? remembrance yeah the same thing as we go into the cup said this is the cup of the new covenant my blood which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins do this and whenever you do it do it in remembrance of me this is not tomorrow's not about woe is me i didn't do my part tomorrow is a day of honor a day of celebration where we should truly hold in high esteem those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Those who have served our country are serving to hold them into a place of high esteem because they have fought for something that we live under. We should honor them. We should hold our heads high and embrace this freedom and have a sense of patriotism that gives us the ability to do life and smile. As Christians, we should daily, if not weekly, come into a place of worship where we are in a posture of gratitude, but we too, in the same way, position ourselves to be sons and daughters of the Most High God who have a great sense of honor and pride and respect for what it is that God did for us with his son on the cross, purchasing our freedom in him. I'd like for us to now close our eyes and bow our heads because I'd like to an extended invitation for those of you that are here this morning or whether you're watching online or at one of our campuses. Maybe you have yet to take that first step in your spiritual journey where you acknowledge that Jesus Christ, who he is, that he says he is, and that you today want to come into a place where your hopelessness, your desperation is replaced with hope and with peace and with gladness and joy. And maybe today it'll be your turn to... Ask Jesus to come in and be Lord of your life. I would like for us all to say this prayer together. Repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, here I am right now. And I acknowledge my need of you. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. And be Lord of my life. And help me to live for you the way that I was created to. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Tomorrow is a wonderful day. For some, it will be a struggle. Let us pray for them. For some, they will try not to 
remember. They will try not to think. Let us pray for them. Let us hold them in a high level of esteem. And let us love them. And not just take for granted the extended day of our weekend, but to truly come around and honor those who have given of their time and service. And also, may we today, as you go into communion, let us not forget what Jesus did and let us not go through our days and our weeks, but let us go to that place where we wrestle with and we remember the price that was paid so that we can come and encourage one another through song and through messages and preaching of the word. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I come before you and it's an honor to be able to speak in front of these amazing individuals. And Father, I pray that as we leave this place today, Lord, that our attention and our thoughts would be with those, Father, who are going into a day where it brings about memories of fallen brothers and sisters, Lord, and those that have paid the ultimate price and those, Lord, who made it back home safely. Father, I pray that you would be with them. Pray that you would comfort them. I pray that you would bring peace of mind. And I pray, Father, that we would be able to show gratitude and honor and respect for those who have served. And Lord, may we not forget also the price that was paid so that we might be able to be called sons and daughters of the Most High God. May we, as we continue to wrestle with our faith, walking it out in fear and trembling, constantly remember what it is that you have done for us so that we can be sons and daughters that aren't taking for granted your good graces, but to model respect, reverent awe and fear of a God who's so and most worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.